Hello, lovely people. Welcome back to the Distinct and Jovial podcast. My name is Dom, and I am joined, as always, by my wonderful co-founder, Jerry. How are you doing, Jerry? I'm very good, thank you, Dom. And more to the point, how are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to address the elephant in the room straight off. You may have noticed that my voice is... Um, what's the best way to describe my voice? <laughs> raspy. Raspy. Which is the word of the day, raspy. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I had my operation a week ago, which we'll go into in a minute. But um, yeah, and uh, the thing I didn't expect is for it to completely and utterly annihilate my voice. I, in my head, I sound ridiculous, right? It sounds really awful in my head, but I know that obviously your voice sounds different there. Um, and I did get a recording of literally like the two days afterwards. So um, yeah, it, it sound, I sound very weird. So You um, sound fine. You're coming through absolutely fine, Dom, oh, and it doesn't you. sound anywhere near as bad as you think it does. So it sounds it's awful good. in my head. <laughs> and <laughs> no, the, it's all good. And the feeling in my vocal cords, it sounds, it feels, it does, it's not painful. I'm just going to reassure everyone it's not painful, right. but it does feel a little bit weird. <laughs> um, today is the 25th of February. I'm recording it quite late for reasons we'll go into in a minute. <laughs> um, it's episode number 33. Um, and as always, the views that we express on this podcast are all our own and they don't represent anything that we are part of, whether that be work, social life or anything like that. They are purely our own opinions and opinions are like belly buttons, aren't they, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> they are. I don't think everyone's got one. <laughs> everyone's is different, I think is probably the best way. I would have thought everyone has one, surely. <laughs> You'd like to think so. <laughs> Because even in the Matrix, they had belly buttons. That's very true. Yeah, that's very that's true. Yeah, you're right. Everyone's got somebody said once though. Not everyone's got a belly button. I was thinking, what? There's differences. You have an outy, you can have an innie. Mm. So I think you're right. You can have different types. But I don't know if you think of biology. Everyone's got to have a belly button of some description. Yeah, or, or at least of some description. Yeah, because that's where obviously the umbilical cord kind of connects so surely exactly. that's the only way a baby can survive in the womb exactly i need to track down the person that told me that <laughs> and, and have words to them <laughs> to that person you have been warned <laughs> jerry has a particular set of skills i i do and i will find you <laughs> and then do nothing else <laughs> <laughs> And just like have a, a strongly worded argument and then <laughs> head home. Reasonably worded chat. <laughs> Reasonably worded chat. Oh dear. <laughs> well, I think we best get on. What well, I think we'll say that this podcast may be a little bit shorter. Um, I literally came out. In fact, in fact, uh, t seven days ago, I was just be. Oh, I would have been under for about twenty minutes, maybe a bit more. Yeah. Yeah, I went under about quarter to ten. So seven days okay. ago, I had I had surgery, um, and it's one of the first things that I'm going to talk about purely because <laughs> it's been an interesting week, and it was also the reason why this podcast may be a little bit shorter because I've not I didn't quite realize how much it was going to take out of me, <laughs> which is insane. And I do think it's ironic that you're going to be doing a lot of talking about. <laughs> what's happened and why your throat hurts 
<laughs> I mean, it is what it is. <laughs> the irony is not lost on me. No. I need to explain to you why my, I can't talk properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me talk about why I can't talk. <laughs> Let me talk about... Yeah. Let me talk for about 45 minutes about why I can't talk properly. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Well, at least, at least for all of the the time that the internet is going to exist, <laughs> this is going to be clipped and and put out on the internet so people can go like, oh yeah, Tom likes to talk. Yeah, and that's the other thing, right? Every now and then I just squeak, right? It's really irritating. <laughs> I, I just heard it then. <laughs> What's I get like my voice fails quite frequently. It's why at taekwondo events I don't cheer. Because <laughs> my voice just no, okay. just dies, like, and I squeak when I'm cheering for people, and people laugh. It's, it's very infamous. Back in Slovenia, um, 2022, um, the first day we had one of our veterans on, and he ended up getting silver in his sparring, which you know at a World Cup is like no mean feat. And he was Gosh. given away, I yeah. think, like quite a lot. He's not a tall person. And this was the first day of a five-day tournament, and I lost my voice. I was completely scuppered. <laughs> I had nothing. <laughs> um, so you need to get the air horn. That's what air horns are for. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember if they were something that was not allowed. Sometimes you get like banned certain things. I think air horns are generally banned because they're so loud. Yeah, yeah, they're very loud. Aren't they? Uh, yeah, and it was, I mean, it's, it was a, tournaments for Taekwondo are weird because obviously there's a lot of etiquette involved with the martial art and then suddenly you're in that like, competitive environment and some of us are very competitive, me included, very competitive. Um, uh, yeah, but it just, uh, it, it, it makes me laugh, like my voice dies. The ironic thing is that my uh, instructor um, who's also the head coach for both ITF England and for um, our organisation. So cups we go over as organisations, championships you go over as your national teams. Um, and for Taekwondo, it's split England, Ireland, Wales and Scotland. Um, he His voice disappears quite quickly as well. <laughs> no way. So you can imagine when he's trying to coach and his voice is sounding like mine after like two days, he's just like, what's the point? <laughs> you have to just write instructions on a notepad. <laughs> yeah. Thick black pen. <laughs> Kick more to the left. Well, that's fine. But if I'm sparring, I don't have my specs on, so I can't see anything. <laughs> so that would be completely <laughs> oh, pointless. God. This is like that bloody film with um, Richard Pryor and, and uh, Gene Wilder, that see no evil, hear no evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can't see. <laughs> you can't see anything, can't hear anything. Like what? See no, no evil, hear can't no say evil. Anything. <laughs> can't say anything. Yeah, like I've, I think how many of my senses have been knocked out? My hearing's still here. That's, that's been okay, touch wood. <laughs> oh, just, don't start losing that halfway through the <laughs> podcast, Tom. No, yeah, that would be pretty screwed. Yeah. <laughs> and I think I can still smell things, so that's pretty good. <laughs> that's that's also very good. <laughs> can you taste things as well? Yeah, I haven't lost my taste. That's fine. That's good. Yeah, I know, because I've, I've got there's some Biscoff spread on the side. That's why I just had Biscoff on toast. Oh, love a bit of Biscoff oh, spread. Nice. That's, if anyone wants to know something that they want to get me for, like, I just, I, like, I could poo bear the Biscoff spread out of the jar. I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> good stuff, isn't it? Just, it's, not, it's not good for diabetes, but... <laughs> it's not good for anything. It's just, uh, well... 
That is sugar overload, Jesus Dom. It's a pure sugar. I don't think there is anything else in it, is it? Yeah, no, I don't I don't think there is, no. I literally think that's ninety nine percent sugar. <laughs> and and one percent colouring <laughs> flavouring. No, it must be more than that. Well, because biscoff is lotus biscuits, isn't it? It is, yeah. So Which is just pure sugar. Which is just pure sugar. Although I did make um for pancake day, I had um I made American style pancakes, and then you put the biscoff on top, which then it because it's got quite a low melting point, and with vanilla ice cream. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know I need to? I missed out. I missed out on um, Shrove Tuesday. I need to. I need to play catch up. Yeah, I feel the need for pancakes. Yeah, but can you do pancakes in a wok? (laughs) I don't think you can. Yeah, because a wok's at least got as long as you don't put the batter. Beyond the like the centre <laughs> bit, it should be fine. Yeah, you can definitely so do American. Those... Yeah, American style, which is the quite thick, small, yeah, smallish pancakes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You could definitely do them in a wok. I like those. I prefer those because you get. Because I think when pancakes are too thin, it's almost like. I don't know. It's a bit weird. Yeah. No, I know what you it's... mean. Like proper, like thin, flat crepes. Which is what most other people go for, not not my style. No, because it's it, it has a better flavour when you then roll them up, doesn't it? Like if you if you eat a pancake, a really thin pancake, mm. flat, it's just odd. Yeah, it's like eating a sheet of paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got about as doesn't much nutritional it? value as as well, <laughs> <laughs> and taste wise, so they're about on par. Yeah, 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 yeah. In fact, I'll say paper's got more flavour. <laughs> Yeah, it's got more flavouring. It's just not a nice flavour. <laughs> it's a bit chewy. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no, I much much prefer like if you do thick pancakes because then you just st- you can stack them you rather stack, than like yeah. and then you get like a you can it's almost like a cake if you stack yeah. several. Yeah, exactly. And then yeah, just a splodge of biscoff, some vanilla ice cream on the side. Let the biscoff melt. Oh, nice. And you're talking chops nice. are good. And- I don't know how we got to pancakes from like talking about my voice, but hey-ho. oh, because of a taste. Oh yeah, you're that trying was to figure out what senses you've got left because you've lost I your. Got any you've sense lost left your eyesight. Until... I've got none. You can't speak. You can't see. You've just about got your hearing. Yeah, and then we moved on to taste. Yeah. The irony being is I had my tooth done as well, didn't I? Is that between the last two, or did I get the tooth done just before? The last podcast. Uh, no, it was after. So it is between the last podcast and this one. Yeah, yeah. yeah so You've had everything. I've had everything. I've had yeah. I'm going to become the Terminator. The bionic arm. <laughs> <laughs> you are like a model Cyberdyne systems, aren't you? you just... Is it T T eight hundred T three hundred? T eight hundred. I forgot what. Eight hundred. Yeah. Definitely T eight hundred. <laughs> Cyberdyne system. I'm seeing like a slight little red flickering in your <laughs> in your left so, eye. Well, I, I read an article about red eye. Don't mean to alarm you. Okay, because red eye doesn't really exist anymore in um, in photos, does it? No, but if you don't wash your hands properly and you rub your eyes, you get pink eye. <laughs> <laughs> and no amount of photoshopping is going to get rid of that. <laughs> Well, we've got AI now in Photoshop, so you never know. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that's don't even get me started on that. There's an advert. Google are just advertising it like it's perfectly normal and it's mm. okay, but it's not. 
It really isn't. I get it's that. not okay to take a photo of people and then just like completely reposition their heads and their postures and everything <laughs> and change their skin tone and change their hair and change their eye color and everything at the touch of a screen. Yeah. Why is, why is that cool? Why is that acceptable? Cause then all of a sudden now what we're doing is we've, we've crossed the threshold. Now we're going into the realms of you look at a photo and go, Oh God, this got very dark very quickly, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You go into the realms of looking at a photo going, ah, but were they really there? Is that really them? Mm. Um, There's loads of news on it about what are they called? They're like deep fakes, aren't they? Where they do it on video. Yeah, the deep fa- Yeah, exactly. Um, I don't like that. Don't no, it's, it's weird. Like and, you, it. and you worry really about don't. what, you know, I don't, I don't go on social media as much anymore. I try and avoid it wherever possible. But it means that like, um, you're looking at videos and you're going, is that real? Is that real? Is that real? And you, yeah, exactly. And it's things like um, BBC verified that I quite like and understanding is that actually what's happening, especially with the way the world is. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, I think Hooper might've spoken about it before where he's used like, it's called, um, it's genitive AI content aware. So if you take a Sorry, photo, genital. generative, or generative. <laughs> generative. Do not go Gen- put words in my mouth just because I can't speak. <laughs> <laughs> generative. I definitely could have put gentles in your mouth. That's for sure. <laughs> Sorry. Does that have to be bleeped out now? I don't know. <laughs> no, I think we'll be okay. Your mum's not going to approve. The legend's not going to approve of that comment. No, and she has be been a legend this week. My mum has been top tier legend this week. <laughs> Thank you, legend. um but hooper was talking about generative ai in photoshop because you can get it to like so if you take a photo that might be like sort of like this big and then you stretch the canvas to say this big and then you do generative fill it will interpret the picture and fill it so it's bigger um and things like that so So it can make your genitals bigger (laughs) (laughs) it probably could do on that as well Oh, for God's sake. Well, I'm just going to come after you. Jim. Sorry, I'm such a child. <laughs> such a child. <laughs> I'll get me coat. In right. fact, talk about how scary AI is. I restarted my PC just before this because it had been on for a couple of days because I was uploading some stuff. And they've just added Copilot, which is... Microsoft's AI oh, yeah. to my thing, and it's got this, it's the world's most colourful icon. Copilot in Windows Preview. I don't know how to get rid of it, and I don't want to click too much. Oh, I've clicked something in it. Oh, hang on, go away. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm, I'm nervous because it's like, what's 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 it going to be adding? You. Yeah, it's watching you. <laughs> yeah, I've got the yeah. be quick. Turn the camera off. Yeah. <laughs> Stop watching me. <laughs> All of a sudden, co-pilot's like, yeah, you're no longer in control of this aircraft, pal. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I have control. What? <laughs> no, you don't. Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> right, shall I talk about a little bit of my operations? Just <laughs> <to> explain. Nah. <laughs> or should we just skip that completely? <laughs> Let's just go to Celebrity Call Out Corner. <laughs> Save your voice. Yeah, no, no, no we're joking. done. That's it. That's the podcast for this Yeah, yeah no, we're done. <laughs> Drop the mic. <laughs> no, no, seriously, go for it, Dom. I think you've once, been through you've been through it, haven't you? Yeah. So what what I've had is I actually looked at it, I've had a right hip arthroscopy 
debridement and femoral neck resection is the technical term. And and what? Sorry, what's the last bit? Femoral Se- neck resection. So basically, <laughs> what the hell? and and I quote. So the the doctor said he had to be quite aggressive with my hip uh, because apparently I didn't have one tear. I had six. <laughs> oh, I've done it properly. Um, so basically. What they did in my surgery what, is... They, sorry, is that six tears they reckon over time? Or yes. six tears in one go? Yeah, so six tears well, over I had, time. Well, I think he wow. said I had two at that point in time <laughs> and six others. Uh, sorry, four others that had healed hell. to a certain degree. Obviously, we're not doing anything. So I've done it properly. That's what years of martial arts are, are done to you. But basically what they've done, and here's the gross details, is they, they popped my hip out and then they've drilled... I've got four holes, I think, in the side of my hip where they've stuck cameras and, and drills and, and other bits. And they've cleaned out all the gump, um, shaved down my my um, femur, like, uh, like holder, um, polished off the, the head of the femur, re- you know, and then stitched everything that needs to be stitched, removed everything that needs to be removed and popped it back in. Um, and apparently you had to be very aggressive with it because there was like, <laughs> to quote it was completely fucked <laughs> and i'm allowed to say that because my mom was in the room when he told me that is that what he said yeah is that actually what he said yeah that's a quote wow yeah, that's a quote and um he did then say pessimistically um uh, and this is i'll come on to this a bit perhaps in the more post-operation stuff but he did say pessimistically you might need to find a new hobby and take retirement um which i was like i'm mm, okay interesting um but at that time it was about three hours after surgery and i was like oh still i was very, yeah, whatever i don't know whatever. What, i don't know what I'm out of it. i mean obviously i need to understand what he means by those implications like is it a specific movement is it a specific um like, is it the fact that my hip can no longer do stuff? Like, what's going on? I think you know what it means, Dom. What does it mean? <laughs> I think it means you need to take it easy, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I need to take you it need easy. to play Tekken or something. You need <laughs> to take all of this and you need to like do it on the computer. Yeah, <laughs> rather than physically doing it. I think is what he means. Yeah, I mean it's difficult, isn't it? As a as an as a like <clears throat> almost like a competitive athlete, you're like, you know. But I think there's, you know, it's it's is it the kicking? Is it the explosiveness? Is it what? I don't I don't know. And I want to get to, you know, I want to get fit again. But can I get? I think you know what it means. <laughs> no, Jerry, I want to squat again. I want to kick again. I want to fight. <laughs> I think you know. <laughs> Just go through the change curve. <laughs> no, I'm not ready for it. <laughs> Take your first steps. <laughs> Oh, Lace up your change shoes. <laughs> Pull up your change socks. Put your big boy pants on. Is that what it is? <laughs> Put your big big boy change pants on <laughs> and sally forth. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, that's one thing I've got to figure out what he means by that. But I've my follow-up's not till like the 2nd of April. So uh, March is going to be a bit slower. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like the day itself, how to describe the day. The day was really weird because I had to be at the hospital at 7am on a Sunday. <laughs> so I got up at like 5am and like packed all the stuff that I needed. I, I, I knew I was coming back to my parents for the week after. So I need to make sure I had clothes and da, 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 toothbrush and bits and pieces. And then I um, picked up a bag and walked into the, um, into the hospital. Um, and they booked me into my room 
um, I'm very fortunate that with the company I work for, that I have the opportunity to take out private health cover. So this was done under private. So just to give people no illusions that I was, you know, stuff like that. Well, I suppose the point of that bit was, I was surprised how long I was on my own for. Like, I went into the room and they immediately got me into the hospital gown, which I did put on backwards because <laughs> everyone does. Because there's like, there's no instructions with it. I was just like, oh yeah. She goes, no, 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 that's on backwards. Okay, <laughs> fine. <laughs> right. So but, does that mean that you're, because you, your ass is supposed to be hanging out. Yeah, it? it's basically. Is that the it? way it's supposed to be? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So for everyone that knows, it, it the, the gap is at the back. <laughs> it's fine. Um, and I wasn't completely with nothing on. Like they told me to keep underwear on at this point. And then there was like a load of pre-checks. I've never been asked for my date of birth, <laughs> my name and my postcode so oh. often in, in a three hour span. <laughs> like every person that came in was like, what's your date of birth? What's your this? Da, 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 da. So then they put on a compression sock onto you uh, and they do a load of other checks and stuff, which I'm not going to go into too much detail um and then that nurse left and she was part of the night shift nurse so that's the only time i saw her and then uh half past seven the day shift came in so uh yeah she like prepped and then uh, yeah i'm just sat in this room for like effectively three hours i say i was on my own like there was like there was a different person probably like every 20 to 30 minutes um so I had like the anesthetist came in and she asked like you know, 50,000 questions about like medical history and bits and pieces that we'd been through. Um, loads date of, of birth. Yeah. Date of birth. <laughs> Postcode. Um, by this point though, I had a, a call I, center. Yeah. 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 By this point I had my, my band on my arm and a band on my foot, on my, my ankle, wrist and ankle that had my date of birth, uh, had a QR code, um, you know, my NHS number and a couple of, and my appointment numbers and loads of other different bits. I was like, just like, look at the thing, right? I haven't, I can't have taken this off. It doesn't come off. They can only be cut off. And it hasn't changed from the last <laughs> time you asked me. No, no. And the thing is, like, and I get why, but like, even when the same nurse came back in, she would ask me that same set of questions to begin with as well. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. What the um, fringe. So who came in? Anesthetist. Um, the nurse on call for the whole thing, a whole like block. So after she was talking about who she was like for the post-operative care. Um, then, uh, then I had a physiotherapist come in to talk about like afterwards and to get me some crutches, which was brilliant because I was sat down when he was talking to me um, because they'd started to give me some stuff. So I was, you know, and I, I had, by the way, I hadn't eaten since seven o'clock the following morning. So I was not, I was a little bit hangry, I think, by this point, and feeling a bit like, I need some food. <laughs> I need some food. Give me some food. Um, he came in and he went to get me a set of crutches, which I have, um, come back, and then I stood up, and then he went, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> I went, these don't go tall enough. I made an estimate. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> so I had to go get a right. second pair of crutches that were the right size. So apparently I need the largest set of crutches that they own. <laughs> brilliant i had a uh, feeling that would happen yeah so for those that don't know me i'm six foot three so i'm not small it's like yeah needed all of that um yeah that was that was amusing um i suppose my only complaint was um they they just tried to boil me alive <laughs> the, the room was like ninety thousand degrees it was so hot i don't know why it was so hot 
And I asked it's him. Always too, they're always too hot, yeah. aren't they? I've noticed that in hospitals. Yeah. Um, you feel I, like a rotisserie chicken, don't you? That's exactly. That's well, it. I was a bit dry for a rotisserie chicken at this point. I was more like... I well, was no one had basted you, but... No. <laughs> the irony being is I said it was too hot, and they said, oh, yeah, just open the window. And I was like, surely, like, cost of living, people, like, can we just turn... Uh, Energy fine. efficiency? What the hell? Yeah, let's crank up the heat to max, <laughs> and then... And then open all the windows to cool it down. Uh, yeah, that's what it okay. is. Um, and then, uh, then I got taken down to the operating room. So that was that was probably the first. Oh no, the the the, the confirmation bit, by the way, is all my paperwork said left hip, <laughs> and I was like, it's really the right hip. I promise you, lot are doing the right hip. And it wasn't until the consultant came in, he said, I don't know no. why it's I don't know why it's written left hip, but I know it's your right hip. And then he come with a sh- low joke, oh. it's a sharpie, and he drew the biggest arrow on my thigh <laughs> to my right hip. I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> Um, oh I said, God, oh, I know. I said, don't worry about it. Like it's, you know, I'm sure mistakes happen. He says, I'm really sorry, but it's not your decision. It's got to be investigated because if you were passed out and we hadn't checked, like we would have done the wrong one, like on a serious one. So there's been a mistake. So we have to unfortunately do an investigation. But like, I get that you're not worried. And he's like, it's just from our side that we've got to make sure. No so that was an way. interesting, that was yeah. an interesting bit about that. But I was like, it is my right. Definitely my right. Um, yeah, then I got taken down to the operating room. So that's when you like, I ditched all clothes apart from the gown. And I bought some flip flops with me, which was apparently they said, that's a genius thing to do. We would have given you some slippers, but if you're okay with your flip flops, that's fine. Um, which felt a bit weird because I felt very exposed because you just walk through the hospital to the operating theater. <laughs> so it's not like, you know, no like cover up or anything like that. You just walk in this hospital. Uh, okay. Fortunately, the hospital wasn't cold. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, and, um, went into the, I went into the recovery room first and they put me in a, like sat me on a stool with a thing, chatting to a very lovely, uh, lovely, um, another nurse. I, I'd assume that they're nurses. I don't know the colors. They were, in, they'd switched from blue now to burgundy. What are they called? Uh, oh, um, yeah. Uh, tunics. I don't know. Yeah. Uniforms. Google um, that. Yeah. And she was, uh, she was brilliant as well. She was really chatty. Um, she was talking about like, obviously because the weather has been inclement and they were all flooded. <laughs> she was flooded out. She had, to get, she had to go through five floods to get to the hospital that morning to come and help no with me. Way. And then the person before me who went in at eight came out. So this was about half past nine. So um, I could hear a little bit of what they were saying. They sounded quite out of it. And I thought, that's probably how I'm going to sound in a bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I met the chattiest nurse ever known to man that was going in with the operating theatre. She was brilliant. She was rabbiting on like nobody's business. It was absolutely all lovely. I wish I'd gotten her name. She was just fabulous. I really enjoyed her company and the way that she was just chatting to me. Um, but it did it did delay the theatre a little bit by a couple of points. And you'll laugh about this because she was she was like the anaesthetist is like by my head, right? And she's to right. the she's walking round me, getting me prepared. So my left hand, I don't know if you can see the cut. There you go. That's where the that's where the thing went in. Jerry might not be able to see it at this point because I might be in like one forty four p. Oh, because it's tiny. Yeah, it'll come through clearly when we actually do the editing. <clears throat> um, yeah. So the anaesthetist has just put that the cannula in my left hand, and I like, and I've got that by my sort of left arm across my chest, like sort of like I'm ready for the afterlife. Um, and then she stuck 
she stuck an oxygen mask over my face, right? And she's asking me to take deep breaths. So I like to point out they did, obviously they did my VO2, uh, or sorry, your oxygen levels with the, with the, the finger pincher. And then they, all, they did my blood pressure. Again, my blood pressure has been taken about 40 times that day. Um, and they need to get my oxygen level to a certain thing. The anesthetist is like, can you, can you, like, I need, you know, breathe deeply into this mask. But the other nurse is still chatting with me, trying, expecting me to answer when I've got this oxygen mask over my face. No way, really? <laughs> and it's a bit like, I want to be polite, but I also need to tell this nurse, can you shut up so I can just breathe, right? But she was lovely. She was asking about, like, she's she, a lot of people said, you're very young for coming in for this. And I said, explain what I did. And she was like, that's cool. All I do is knit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and she, I don't reckon she must have been about my age. She probably would have been either late 20s, early 30s, I reckon, um, from what I could see. Um, and then I delayed the surgery even more because she said, right, I need your right hand. So I moved my right hand, which was I'd also put like under my, that hand. So I moved it out and then I moved it down. And she'd put a cardboard tray on my on my belly, which I hadn't seen, um, or I couldn't I couldn't feel either. So it's a cardboard tray which holds all the stuff. And as I put it down, I caught at the edge and I just pinged it like a catapult oh, across God. the surgery room. Oh, and I was oh, like, no. oh my God. And I've got this mask. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And she goes, no, I'm so sorry. That's my fault. I shouldn't have used you as a table. And so she would then had to, well, obviously that, like, I, I don't think I broke anything, but, you know, obviously all that stuff had to be put aside. She had to go and get another one with all the correct stuff. Oh, so that God, delayed dumb. it a little bit. And then the best bit, the anesthetist is like, why isn't your oxygen levels? And then she goes, oh, hang on a minute. I haven't actually connected the oxygen to the mask at this end. So I had an empty oxygen mask over my face and mouth. And some of you listening to this are probably like, were you not horrified? I thought this was brilliant. I thought this was the best thing ever because it showed to me that I'm just dealing with humans. And like, if anything truly drastic was going to go wrong, I, they, they, they were going to do it. Plus I'd had three things kind of scupper up there. I was like, right, I've had the three things. Let's just deal with what's going to go. No way. So, it yeah. doesn't inspire confidence at this point, does it? Interestingly, to a certain extent, it did because I was like, "Oh, well, at least they realised." <laughs> right? Well, yeah, that's true. But, but I was if like, you think they keep asking you your date of birth, <laughs> they got the wrong hip, they used you as a table, they hadn't connected the oxygen mask to the oxygen. What and next? You, you haven't even done anything at this point. <laughs> no, not have had anything done at all. Oh my god so yeah that i thought i mean i i thought that was brilliant i think the only thing i'm disappointed with there was no countdown <laughs> i don't remember or does i, I don't remember there. a count no i don't remember a countdown i must, they must have just in, like put it in me at some point i must have just gone to sleep i was like okay fair enough boring <laughs> that's interesting so they didn't ask you didn't actually say to you no, I have no idea Chuck when I fell asleep. All I remember is going, oh my wow. God, I'm so sorry. And then we're talking about knitting. And then next thing I know is kind of waking up. <laughs> oh, so. It's just, it's <laughs> mad. It's mad, isn't it? Oh. So, I mean, post, I mean, post-op, like immediate post-op is weird. I, the first thing I do remember is them going, uh, hi, Dom. Because they, they they did ask me what they wanted, what I wanted to be referred to. And I said, Dom's fine. Uh you know, Dominic makes his sound like being told off by, by the legend. Um, the, but yeah, they said, uh, you know, hi, Dom, how are you feeling? I said, you know, I, I remember sort of going, yeah, fine. And they said, here's a digestive, eat this. Okay. 
I would have been so pliable at this point. They gave me a digestive. I was disappointed it wasn't a chocolate digestive, but they gave me a digestive. And that's that's the first thing I remember. Um, Did they also like put paperwork in front of you and go, right, can you just (laughs) sign here? Oh, I don't think there'll be any legal ramifications. Left hip. Yeah, no. say left hip. <laughs> oh, based on the pain in my right hip, I can tell you they did my right hip. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so that was the first thing, and then yeah, then it was like, and then it kind of is really fuzzy. I've texted my parents probably about forty-five minutes later to say you can come over to the hospital, um, uh, which took a little while, and then yeah, then it was just measurements, measurements, measurements. So. They specifically told me you're not allowed to go to the bathroom without somebody here. Okay, fine. But then they all and then they all disappeared for 45 minutes. I was like, okay, how do I get hold of you? <laughs> and nice. fortunately, someone eventually came in and said, I need to go to the bathroom. That that was then measured, and then it was like blood pressure, VO2, and your temperature. Um, and apparently, uh, I, I, my mum has now said this that apparently I run cold, so that's fine. Like. I, we're clearly cold-blooded lizards, which is why I should be living in Barbados and nowhere else. Okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, yeah, and and by the way, that that again, another fantastic nurse that was doing that. She was she was brilliant, super chatty. Not that I can unfortunately remember most of the conversations, um, but my parents said that she was super chatty, super nice. Um, and the the thing I liked actually specifically about that nurse is she was explaining. I was like, why do you need to take my blood pressure again? We did it ten minutes ago why did you take my temp? What does it mean? And she's explaining, like, you know, we're checking for, you know, making sure that you get to a certain temperature, your oxygen gets to a certain point and your blood pressure right. gets to a certain point. Otherwise something might've gone wrong or, you know, your, uh, you know, anesthetic is, is not worn off enough. So. Um, I suppose they're yeah. looking for fluctuations, aren't they? Well, they want, they don't want to see any, any like big variants, do they? In anything, yeah. Well, I no, I don't do think it was variants. Enough. They just wanted to get, you get, you get back to a normal level and then you're, you stay at a normal level. Right. Um, temperature apparently is a really big one. When you're an anesthetic, your internal temperature drops quite a lot. Uh, I could be wrong, but that's what I, from what I remember. Okay. So they wanted to see my temperature get back to a normal point, which it never does because my normal point is a little bit lower. <laughs> so, um, yeah, my chiropractor also takes my temperature and says that. Can I just say, I try to look up the different nurse uniform mm. you know what, what what's the meaning do you think i can find anything meaningful no no <laughs> no so i gave up on that but it, it's fascinating i'd love to know that because you're right they do wear i've always wondered that you've got yeah. blue you've got green you've got purple uh well there was, so the there was colors i know yeah so the nurse that was seeing me for to do my um to do my like blood pressure she was in white then the all right the nurses that were dealing with me like generally they were in light blue the senior nurse that discharged me was in dark blue and the um the everybody so including the the doctor that did my actual operation were in burgundy when they were in theater which i thought was a bit weird i would have thought you'd want it blue to show blood because if there was an excess of blood you'd, you'd know about you'd want to know about it but yeah or even white i don't know but they're in burgundy see that's one of the reasons why i could never become a surgeon because that color would just completely wash me out <laughs> The hairnet would be terrible for you as well. <laughs> that would be terrible. 
No, I can't um, work like this. No, we can't work in these conditions. <laughs> I can't work in these conditions. I just want to wear pink. <laughs> or black. I've never worn a pink shirt. I'd ima- you definitely are someone that's worn a pink shirt. I love pink. Yeah. I, I, I can imagine you are a pink shirt, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, <clears throat> and then I suppose the final bit is kind of like the post after that. I got discharged that day. Um, but very late. It wasn't like considering I come out of surgery at like one. I didn't leave the hospital till seven. So we're talking like six hours, um, hell. which was good for me because I got like lunch and dinner there. And my parents got nothing. Because <laughs> oh, did they get offered anything? No, because they... no, it's all strictly kind of like you're for the patients because they don't oh, know wow. how many people are coming going to come in. Um, so everybody like, I mean, everybody, this is the thing like NHS you know besides the point private besides the point every individual like the individuals the doctor the nurses the like anesthetist um the receptionists everybody just has like this extra level of just friendliness and kindness they just want obviously you see people in their worst state excuse me uh and gen you can you know you can see them in their absolute lowest um and they just want people to get better and and that's you know, I'm not going to, I don't want to turn this one into politics because I'll just do that. But I think that's just, the, you just need to commend like the individuals in the NHS. Yeah. Just, or, you know, in any medical, just fantastic. And I, I don't have the capacity to, to do it. I try and be as kind as possible, but my God, like the fact that when, when it got to seven o'clock and the nurse that had seen me at 7am was still, well, 8am let's say, was still sort of going, how are you? Is there anything I can get for you? Blah, 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 blah. Just just fabulous just fabulous incredible um i think this is this is where things like people have been asking me how's the hip and actually the hip doesn't feel too bad it is the color of tie-dye as swanee put it to me um yeah i'm black bruised um like all down from my right hip to my right knee at the moment it's like funny shades of colors where all the bruising is kind of settled in and drained into different bits so that's going to take a while to go down um, the bits that I didn't expect, which have, I think, air quotes, not gone to plan. Um, I, I was still bleeding two days later, um, which is a little bit unexpected. So mm. I only had my, like, the bandages changed, didn't get changed until Thursday last week, uh, Thursday, rather than, like, when they should have been changed literally, like, hours later. Um, apparently, they inject a load of water to swell up your to swell up stuff to make it easier to do that and your body's got to get rid of it um oh okay which is interesting but yeah like i was like blood water coming out of like the wounds for quite a long time so um that was frustrating to still be bleeding like two three days later um what sort of water sparkling or still (laughs) i don't know (laughs) okay it's got it's got to be still water i'm already sparkling enough jerry Ah, very good very good I teed, uh, I teed you up there. Yeah, well, I'm an absolute gem, so. <laughs> you, are leg- you are also a legend in your own no. right. I'm not as good as the legend. legend. It's basically it's a bit of a mini legend, not the yeah. legend. But... I can't be mini. I'm a foot taller than my mother. <laughs> well, mini in inverted commas. Yeah. Mini. Um, <clears throat> well, yeah, and then obviously the voice, comp- I don't know what they, obviously I've had a tube down my throat to provide oxygen to me and it's completely nagged my voice um and 
Uh, well, at least they connected it up to the oxygen. So that's, that's <laughs> what you've got to look at the positives. Yeah. Um, and then I had, um, I did get post-operative shock kind of a few days later. So blood temp- blood pressure dropped too low and my body went, I, people, uh, was I hot? Was I cold? I don't know. I was just at a temperature. My body was like, I'm both. <clears throat> so I went really hot and really cold at the same time. Like I was pouring with sweat. I was very white and very clammy, but that was only sort of like 10 minutes, which was a very weird sensation um, that I've mm. never had. Um, but jam on toast will solve anything. So <laughs> Yeah, or Biscoff on toast. Yeah, Biscoff. Didn't have any Biscoff with my parents at this point. Yeah. Um, so yeah, at, at the moment, it's kind of, it's it's been a lot tougher than I thought it was going to be. I thought I'd be like, I thought I'd bounce back, but actually... I didn't quite re- like. I knew it, Dom. I told you when we had this conversation the week yeah. before, and you're going, "Nah, it'll be fine. I'll be carrying on doing everything as normal on the Monday." And I'm going, "No, you won't." No, you really I did won't. not. I, I, I hold my hands up and go. I underestimated how much this like, and it's not not so much like the pain in the hip because the pain in the hip is, it's about the same as what it was before the operation, but. In a, it's a it's a different type of pain, different so I can type, tell that pain, yeah. I can tell there's been some repair. Um, the 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 thing the t- the two things that I didn't just the energy levels I'd no I've had no energy all week, mm. um, and I'm still not a hundred percent now. Um, the second thing um, was I had like was just the frustration because I wanted to like I'm quite an active person, but like being confined to a bed or a chair for a long time, it's like. I want to do something and I'm bored and uh, and I, but I'm also got really frustrated with things like the the mood swings I had a little bit were just like yeah mm. so I've got to apologize to my parents because I was probably a grumpy bugger for the whole week that I was there and they were amazing I'm my parent I'm so blessed to have my parents that are as good as they are at what you know at supporting me just wonderful wonderful people but yeah it was I I, I massively have us underestimated like the recovery time um and like and 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 the bleeding bit was quite frustrating because you can't really do anything because you're like just stick another bandage on and then it, that you bled through that one stuck another one and bled through that one you're like, yeah. Ah. so yeah it's it just I think the the mood has been quite difficult to deal with um, I, I feel a little bit better now I'm at home and I had a little bit more independence um, but I can see that I would not have been able to cope I think I came back Thursday because I had a wound appointment at the hospital. Um, and I was anticipate. I thought Friday would be a good time to come home anyway, regardless. Mm. Um, and while it was lovely to have my parents, I felt like really guilty for putting them through stuff. So it didn't help my mood. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, and now it's all the follow-up stuff. So another wound appointment and then 2nd of April or something like that. I've got, um, the like follow-up with the consultant and then I've got a, a sign off from, physiotherapy and then i got this and that and that. i've got about four appointments coming up it's mental how many i've got um but yeah I, I think i underestimated everything and everyone else overestimated stuff and it's kind of closer to everyone else's than mine i thought it'd be fine right it's rain but no <laughs> absolutely not <laughs> well, it takes time it's a, it's a big trauma on your body just a general anesthetic even if they didn't do anything just the whole thing of going under general because yeah. I was just doing a count in my head. I've definitely had seven operations. I might have had more. But I've wow. had seven. 
Yeah. So, yeah, it does take its toll. I think um, I think what you need to do is you need to get a hat made with your name, your date of birth. <laughs> so when you go to all the follow-up appointments and they go, can I just, and you just point to your hat. Yeah. You should do it. Do it. Well, I'm surprised do they don't, they do don't just ask for ID. <laughs> no, but what I don't understand, because you're right, they do do that. The information's there. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure that every form they look at has got your date of birth on it. Yeah. So it's almost like they're asking you constantly, what's your date of birth? Yeah, well, I haven't forgotten it. I know what it is. Well, I also assume, you asked did they ask... an hour ago. Yeah. But also, did they did they ask my date of birth just after I come out of surgery? Because <laughs> I wouldn't have to tell you in Scooby-Doo. That's <laughs> just a good point. Actually, two things. One, I have been asked questions as I've come out where they've said, oh, what's your name? Mm. And what year? Not date of birth, but they've asked what day it is and what year it is. I've mm. had that before. Um, I've never had someone just shove a digestive. <laughs> shove a digestive, man. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd, I'd go and have operations just for the sake of it, just so somebody can go, here, have a digestive. Yeah. It's oh, like, have a digestive, much. please eat Don't this. Don't mind if I do. And I was yeah. just like, okay. I didn't question Can... anything. <laughs> please eat this di chocolate digestive. Okay, thank you. Thank <laughs> you very much. So, yeah. I, I think... Um, would I do it again? Absolutely not. Not enough. <laughs> but I, I hope, I'm hoping the longer-term results will be what I want. So, that'll be nice. I love that. Would I do it again? This isn't like... It's not like virgin experience dates. <laughs> Please rate this. Would you do it again? Yes, I would. <laughs> okay, well, just fill out this form. Book in for your next one. You get 10% off. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Looking forward to it. Left hip. Oh, dear. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, that is reason why this podcast is about as planned as... <laughs> Ironically, we like I said. Ironically, we planned till September. <laughs> Loads of great stuff. Yeah, we, we just seem, yeah. we just yeah. seem to have just gone. Oh, rubbish! We got to kind of do February, haven't we? <laughs> we got to do the March first of March. We got recorded in February. Um, it's really yeah. odd, isn't it? Because we did we did all of the planning, but for some reason we just didn't talk about the elephant in the room, which is you're up. And I, was, yeah, yeah. I remember thinking after our last planning session, I was like. Oh yeah, when are we going to record <laughs> the the March podcast? I don't understand. <laughs> like, what's happening, Dom? Like, what, 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 when are we yeah. doing this? It's yeah. really odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, just... audiences, you've got me out of my sick bed. <laughs> there you go. No, honestly, Dom, really do appreciate it. Because, by the way, just for the record, I did say to Dom, we can break with the routine just the once. So we could record this like a week later or whatever. So if it doesn't come out in the first, it doesn't come out in the first. But this is Dom's level of dedication. You're crazy. I think uh, you're crazy, but good on you. And I'm glad the operation uh, went well anyway. That's yeah. That's the key thing. Uh, yeah, glad you're okay. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know the results for a little while. I'm I'm hoping, like, they wanted me to do rehab this week. I was like, there's absolutely no way I would have been able to do any rehab this week. So rehab is going to be starting. They Did said, you say no, no, no? Two weeks? Two weeks, so sorry. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> sorry, I missed that. 
<laughs> my brain still Sorry. isn't hundred <laughs> percent. Sorry, no, my jokes are just rubbish. <laughs> I'm in full dad joke mode today because it's dad joke Sunday. <laughs> we always record on a Sunday at the moment. <laughs> we do actually. That's become a bit of a that's a routine thing now. I quite like it. It's Sunday morning, everyone's asleep. No one's using the internet. No one's using the internet. <laughs> And then we just got full bandwidth. Look, 99% uploaded. I rest my uh, case. Yes. That is unheard of, by the way, folks. That is absolutely unheard of for Jerry. He's still in about 144p for me, but we think that's the platform. So uh, yeah. I'm going to go and discuss with the developers of the platform later on. and be like, can we, like, what is going on? Can have words. Can <laughs> have words. Or Jerry you needs like a laptop. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I'm, I'm happy with this. Happy. Right. I mean, I'm going to reverse it. So the rest of these like next bits, I think, are all going to be Jerry doing things because I really enjoyed like a couple of the new sections that we put in. We were going to do like a yeah, movie like uh, reviews one, but um, due to <laughs> let's just call it. Should we just call it life circumstances for us both? Obviously, I've had yeah. operation. You've had some stuff that's happened this month. Um, we've we've massively failed, <laughs> but. But we, we, we're going to do our best because we've got we've got a bit just to kind of make sure this podcast is as a reasonable length. And then I've we've, I've got a movie review, definitely, because um, I watched. Uh, I, by the way, right. The irony of the, the movie that you've given me made me laugh. <laughs> I realized it like when I was watching it, the irony of it, because I can say the game and then I can tell people that they've lost the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. The <laughs> there you go. Which, which I, I didn't even and... think of that. That's not why I chose it. But that's... There you go. So we're going to do... I've got a couple of top fives. And then I've got... A, which I think you'll probably get quite quite quickly. And then I, I have... We've got some points. I don't questions. know. I don't think it... I, so I deliberately didn't look it up, right? Because I thought, it's not fair. I'm not going to cheat. Mm. It's just going to test me. And then I started thinking about the films. And then I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. So, so I don't think, as much as I love films, I, I think I'm going to absolutely tank on this section. Oh, uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, and uh, and we've got some poignant questions, some, a couple of film related, a couple of sport related. And then we've got, I've got to rate this, which I think you'll like, and um, which I like this, blindly rate this. So you've got to, you've got to do that thing where you, oh, you don't yeah. know what's coming next. Yes, <laughs> I love that. I absolutely love that. It's brilliant. Yeah. And then we've got some movie reviews. So we'll go from there. So um, the first... Uh, sorry, I've scrolled down. The first top five then is highest grossing films. So this is the films that have made the most at the box office when they have been in the cinemas um, here. And so they're not necessarily the highest like films that are like gr- like amazing because of things. And it's, no, it is just... skewed a bit to modern day stuff, just a little bit. And okay, so and we're talking about highest grossing of all time. Yes, of all time. Of all time. Yeah. So what? How, okay, how we? How does this play out? Do you want me to just start with what I think is the highest? Just or are you going to give me some clues? No, start with what you think are in the top five, and then we'll see when when we get there. <sighs> okay, so this is where it gets really difficult. I'm going to say Star Wars. There is a Star Wars film in there. Yes. Oh, oh God. It's not okay. one that you th- you would expect. 
And I'll say the clue is skewed to modern. Oh, man, life. There's got to be some Marvel DC in there. So there's going to be, I think, okay, so I think the Dark Knight, I think the Dark Knight. Not in the highest grossing, no. There's no DC, but there is a Marvel. Um, Dom, this is tough. This is tough. Right? This is tough. So, uh, uh, number five is the Star Wars film. And and I I said modern. So, you don't have to give me the name. You can just give me the number. Oh, uh, I was thinking the, the um, one. Well, it's my favourite one actually, Rogue One. No, it's not. It's a, it's an episode number, so it's one of the nine. It's going to pain me to say this. It's going to pain me. It's not episode one, is it? No. It's episode seven, The Force Awakens. So the first one with um, um, Ray Adam and Driver. Finn. Yeah, yeah the first Ray one with Finn. Adam Driver. So, and I think it's probably up there because right. everyone, whoa, new Star Wars. Everyone went to see it, right? And then, and actually, it's not a bad film. I think The Force Awakens is a good film, even though the plot Wait, is second. exactly the same as. <laughs> as yeah, no, I. I I agree with you on that. But didn't Force Awakens, didn't that come out after Rogue One? Wasn't that released after Rogue One? I think it was. No, Which Rogue is why One is, I chose no, Rogue One. No, Force Awakens is 2015. Rogue, Rogue One is 2016. Is that right? But, I but remember, that. I mean, like, from, for me, from a, like, I think Rogue One is an amazing film. It's probably my, oh. it's my second favorite. Empire Strike Back, Rogue One. And yeah. then, um, uh, a New Hope. Jedi, um, OG. Oh, New yeah. Hope, okay. Yeah, A New Hope, the original. Je- uh, Return of the Jedi is underrated, I think. The more I think I it's overrated. It, I, think it's, I think it's a little bit overrated. Really? Yeah, there's, some, there's certain plot points in that one. Whereas The Empire Strikes Back has got like, you know, it's got the, uh, you know, it's no, I am the Empire, your father yeah, scene. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, so Star Wars Force Awakens is number five. Um, there is an M, as I said, there's an MCU film. This is this one I'll struggle. So remember, with, it's highest grossing. So yeah. Uh, Avengers. Yeah, it's the it's the third Avengers. It's the end game. <laughs> yeah, end game. There you go. All right. Yeah, I got yeah. to get which, at least which half makes, a point for that. That's not bad. Yeah, we, yeah. Which well, I mean, you got you got a Star Wars film, and you got uh, you, you know you 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 got two of the franchises that are in there. Um, yeah. So uh, yeah, End Game is is number two. Sorry, so Star Wars. That's number two. Okay, yeah. so we've got five, so, and we've got two. Yeah, the one, three, and four all have the same director. Okay, so I would hazard a guess it's either going to be James Cameron or Christopher Nolan. It's James Cameron is the director. 
It's James Cameron. I knew it. So I, I think, ah, uh, okay, okay. Uh, number one then is Titanic. Uh, it, Titanic is in the top five, but it's not number one. Titanic is number okay, four. Ti- Shit, number four. Okay, yes. sorry. And the other two, so number one and number three, are also James Cameron. They are also James Cameron. Okay, so one of them is going to be Avatar. I, I, I'll give you. A cl- I'll tell you know that both of them are Avatar. <laughs> are they both Avatar? Really? Yeah. So, yeah, so the joking. first Avatar number is number one. Avengers Endgame is number two. Avatar: Way of the Water is number three, which I'm quite disappointed in because I thought it was a pretty poor movie. Um, number four is Titanic and number five is Star Wars The Force Awakens. Obviously, this is taken from when I checked the Wikipedia no page about two weeks ago, but those are the, those are the results. Um, which I'm disappointed because I thought Avatar Way of the Water was the most generic storyline, very pretty. And even the original Avatar, I thought, was quite generic in terms of storyline and stuff like that. <sighs> I, didn't, I didn't get what all the fuss was about. I'm sorry. No. I yeah. went and watched it in 3D and I sort of came out of the cinema thinking, okay. Well, you know, after it's not three and a like half hours, I Matrix. came out of the cinema going, I need the Wii. <laughs> I need an ass massage. <laughs> no, the, 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 um, no, honestly, it does, it does hurt. You. It does hurt, literally hurts your ass cheeks, doesn't it? When you sit in one spot for so long. Mm. Um, but... You see, what I want from a film is I want to feel how I felt when I came out of the cinema after watching The Matrix, mm. where you literally yeah. feel like you're in, or, or Inception was another one. You, you walk out going, what? What have I just seen? Out of the five of those, and I'm confession, I've never seen the Titanic all the way through, um, but also it was before my time. It sinks. <laughs> yeah, story, spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> It doesn't um, stay afloat. So I've seen the other four in the cinema. Um, Avengers Endgame did have that kind of Matrix feeling for me. I saw it at midnight release. Um, and I'm not going to spoil some of the other discussions, but that was pinnacle. Like, And because I was in a full cinema, like as in every seat was taken at midnight. So everybody there wanted to see it. And you were part, you were a part of an audience. You weren't watching a film. You were part of an audience watching a film. So mm. everybody oohed and aahed and laughed and gasped and exclaimed at the same time and cheered, right? They cheered in the cinema. Um, and then the Star Wars Force Awakens, again, I saw that midnight release. And again, wasn't quite the same level as Avengers in game, but yeah, you know, like the Udenards and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah, highest grossing films. Avatar, Avengers Endgame, Avatar Way of the Water, Titanic, Star Wars Force Awakens. I know I got clues, but I did better than I thought I was gonna do. Yeah, I mean like you got the couple of franchises like straight on and as soon yeah. as you got as soon as I said the director, you were like, Oh yeah, it's gonna be this, this and this. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that's uh, that's that. Okay, highest rated films. So this I think would be a little bit easier for you. <sighs> Yeah, so, right, I'm just going to reel them off. I'm going to reel off more than five because I know that they do change because you've got the Empire's highest rated films. You've got IMDb highest rated. Okay, you've confession, got IM- this is IMDb's. IMD- yeah, but it's, okay, so is this IMDb average customer review? Oh, Highest rated. Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, right. this is like this is like critical acclaim. So this is a oh, critical acclaim. This okay, is yeah, which is it? Yeah, so that's different. So yeah, um, right. So 
Godfather Part Two. Yes, number four. Sh- number four. Shawshank Redemption. Number one. There you go. Dark Knight Rises. Number uh, three. With number three. There you go. Oh, look at that. I'm on a crusty white roll. Um, so you've got two and five left. <sighs> oh, goodness sake. Number five, I've not heard of. Uh, number number two, you're going to kick yourself. And I've been a bit cruel as well. Okay, is it a Star Wars one again? No. Mm-mm. Is it number two? No. Because no. it's always a, because sometimes you get you get ones like you get ones which are slightly older films. Um, yeah, so... Like 12 Angry Men. 12 Angry Men is number five. 1957. Thank you. Oh, come on, Dom. That's, that's four correct guesses in a row. Yeah, so number two. Okay, number uh, two. Film, I'll give you the clue. Uh, okay. It's, it's from 1972. That's, I'm, I'm going to give you that. If I give you the second clue, you'll get it straight away. But that's the that's the first clue. Oh my god, 1972. See, the 70s, that was a good era mm. for films. Godfather Part 2 was 70s. 74. Big clue. Oh, is this a cruel... Oh, the Godfather. The Godfather. Yeah, Godfather is number two, yeah. Part 1. Yeah. There you go. Okay, wait one second. So, you got Godfather Part 1. So, Part 2 is number 1. Part no, 1 no. is number so, 2. Shawshank no. Redemption is number 1. Sorry, Shawshank Redemption, that's it. The Godfather then, is number two. Number two, okay. The Dark Knight, then, which is with Heath yeah. Ledger, number three. Yeah. Uh, the Godfather Part Two is uh, number four, and number Twelve four. Angry okay. Men, which is not one that I've heard of. I don't know it. Uh, is number five. Very good film. Very very good film. Look at so, oh, come on. That's so not bad interesting. Going. Fact: the highest Star Wars <clears> film <throat> is fifteenth, according to IMDb. Um, which one do you reckon it is? It's got to be a new hope. No. Empire. It's the Empire. Empire. I don't know wow. where New Hope is. Uh, the New Hope is 29th. Hmm. Uh, so, I, I, I mean, this, this has got the 250. So, you know, um, one of my favorite films, uh, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, is seventh. Um, uh, let me let me do a very quick list. So Schindler's, Schindler's List, number six. Lord of the Rings, number seven. Pulp Fiction, number eight. Lord of the Rings, Fellowship of the Ring, nine. The Good, the Bad, the Ugly, ten. Forrest Gump, eleven. Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers, twelve. You can see why that franchise was like the highest, yeah. like for Oscars and everything like that. Uh, Fight Club, thirteen. Inception, fourteen. Uh, Empire Strikes Back, fifteen. The original Matrix is sixteenth. Goodfellas, which I have not seen, but I've been told to see about 27 times. <laughs> such 17th. a good film. Um, One Flew Over the Cookie's Nest, Cuckoo's Nest, uh, 18th. Uh, seven uh, is number 19, and It's a Wonderful Life is 20th. That's the top 20. A um, hmm. couple of highlights. Like Interstellar is 21. Silence of Lambs, 23. Saving Private Ryan, 24. Terminator, 28. Back to Future, 30. Um, the highest rated uh, from 
I'd say in the 20s uh, is Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which won 2023. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Just, uh, There's some surprises there, to be honest, particularly yeah, so, um, Fight Club and Pulp Fiction. Yeah, I mean, you look down this list of like 250 like, things and you think, you know, and I think how many I've seen, I've seen most, you know, you can see why they're popular, you know, even down at like, 245 is the Iron Giant, Groundhog Day 241, Groundhog uh, Day. you know, The Incredibles 232, Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one 229, The Terminator 220, let me scroll up a little bit more, V for Vendetta 164. Oh, good film. Yeah, good there's film. Lo- there's loads of films in there like gone. I've seen that and that's great. <clears throat> Die Hard 118. <laughs> so, yeah, I think these are I think these might be user re- voted looking at it um on IMDb, but like obviously, you know, eventually sort of yeah. the right things come to the top. Yeah. There's not that much of a mismatch between user rated and and critically like professionally rated yeah. if that makes sense so, if, yeah. if there's a, you know if there's a separation they normally sort of average out to sort of high they do. you know yeah they you know do. if the critics yeah. slate it but the, everybody says it's brilliant if the critics slate it and everyone says it's brilliant it becomes a cult classic the big and lebowski the, is one of them yeah like Probably it was slated by crickets but critics mm. but it's a great film and then if you swap them the other way around um, generally, that usually means that the critics have seen something magical and the users have gone, yeah, but it's a bit dull. Like, it's yeah. pretty, but it's a bit dull. <laughs> so, yeah. Quite impressive. You smashed the highest rated. I was. Uh, Thank I, you. I, I, thought you. I thought you'd get those done. <laughs> and on, honestly, can I just say for everyone listening, I deliberately did not look anything up. Deliberately didn't. I just love films. Um, it's an educated man. Well, don't know about that but i do like films and i have looked at lists before but ages and ages ago and i just thought well something like shawshank redemption godfather that that will never change mm. um you know 12 angry men i think that was made in the 60s if i'm not mistaken 57 57 flipping egg right that stood the test of time um yeah you've got some amazing films that in the top five you think okay it's going to be difficult to topple that yeah, I mean, the performances, yeah, yeah. that it's so epic. What Francis Ford Coppola did with The Godfather is just... Mm. I, I've, I've said to, probably to about three people in my lifetime that never seen The Godfather and always said, oh, well, it's too long. Oh, I watched a bit of it. It's too boring. And you get, it's like, yeah, look, when you're in the mood, just watch it and watch it all the way through and then tell me what you think. And then they come back and said, yeah, incredible. Mm. Just incredible! Yeah, they're amazing yeah. films. Yeah, I was to say, I think I've seen all of those now. Shawshank, Godfather, Dark Knight, Godfather. But no, I haven't seen Twelve Angry Men. That's the only Twelve Angry. You should watch that. It's very, very good. Very good. Um, but I'm surprised how many I had seen because I'm not. I, I don't watch movies that often. Right, pointing questions, and we'll stick with the film, the film bit. Um, and I'm really it's usually food. You, that three you then. It's usually yeah, yeah. It's usually food. We haven't done food this time. No, we, we haven't food at all. What is the best food at the moment? Biscoff spread. What are they? What do they put in it? It's like nectar of sugar. the gods. Nectar of the gods. Sugar. So it's ninety-eight percent sugar, one percent cocaine, one percent <laughs> color and flavoring. 
I gotta kinda look up like <laughs> like I'm gonna look up Biscoff ingredients. There we go. This is our food section. That's the Biscoff Wheat flour, sugar, vegetable oils, candy sugar syrup, <laughs> raising agent, soya flour, salt, cinnamon. Why would you need raising agent? It's a paste. <laughs> oh, it's better. Oh no, I oh, sorry, I've looked at the uh, I've looked at the biscuits specifically. Oh, okay. I'm not a massive fan of the biscuits. I just, the, the Biscoff spread. Is no, nice. I'm not either. The, the biscuits are okay. I could take them or leave them, but the, the paste is really good. It's got to be that. Right, poignant questions. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, and I'm looking forward to your answers. So best ever scenes, scenes in a film. This is a tough one. Very tough. I chose one. Mm. And whenever... So it's a film... It's my favourite film of all time. And it's a scene from that... My favourite film. And what I loved about it is... Okay, so I'll go into detail. Break it down. It's dull. It's boring. People listening to this are going to go, Oh, God, here we go. He's geeking out. But it's such a good film. Um... So, okay, and I've got to set context behind it as well. So in the 80s, so in the 70s, you had some incredible, absolutely incredible films. And um, and then Star Wars came along, and I think there were a lot of people sort of trying to jump on the, that science fiction bandwagon and actually came up with some amazing films as well. So you've got Alien, you've got Blade mm -hmm. Runner, and... Films tended to sit the, in the eighties. Films started to get more and more. It was more about uh, pushing the boundaries and the shock, not shock, but but just pushing the boundaries and seeing what you can do with it. So it's like, okay, mm. there's new technologies, new techniques, new things that you can do. And, and there were some incredible films that were made in that period. It was a golden era of comedy as well. Um, so the, the you had uh, all the um, What's his name? The John Hughes films with John Candy and, mm. you know, it is, it, some brilliant, brilliant films. You know, pl Planes, um, Trains and Automobiles. Planes, Trains so. and Automobiles, Uncle Which Buck, together. Uh, yeah. The Great Outdoors. Yeah, you've got some amazing, amazing films. Um, and then there was this this film which kind of went under the radar. Um, and it's Harrison Ford, who I love as an actor. And the film mm -hmm. is Witness. Oh. Um, yeah. Not seen it. Um, oh. It's so good. Well, I think it's so good. You, you might watch it and think it's boring. People might watch it and think it's boring, but it's, and it's, um, I won't give anything of the plot away, but it's, you basically got Harrison Ford, who's a, he's a, uh, he's a police detective. And then, and, you know, everything that he does in the modern world. And he has to, he gets caught up in something, gets embroiled in something, which means that he's got to protect this boy who's there. And the actor's Lucas Huss. And I think, I think if I'm not mistaken, that was his first film, but he's really young. So like seven or eight is phenomenal actor. Um, so he's got to protect this boy who's been, who's portrayed by Lucas Huss and this boy's Amish. He's a young Amish lad. And, um, and then anyway, so those two worlds kind of then, overlap mm -hmm. um and there's a scene 
when you watch it, it was so incredible. So like pretty much every film up to that point, like if somebody gets shot, there's always like dramatic, you know, there's blood and then you fall back and they're like, ah, oh, I've been shot. And she's just a stereotypical kind of thing. But there was a scene which is fantastic. So again, without giving too much away, he gets, he makes a bit of a breakthrough in the case that he's working on. And he's walking back to his car in the car park and he's holding his uh, dry cleaning as mm -hmm. he's walking back to his car. And you hear this other car, you don't see it. You just hear this other car screeching as it's driving into the car park. And it, it like I say, it's underground car park, right? So it pulls up. And next thing you know, he turns around, he recognizes the guy that he suspects, and the guy starts shooting at him. So he drops his dry cleaning and he starts shooting, he pulls out his gun and he starts shooting back. So there's this gunfight. Now, whilst this gunfight's taking place, so he's, he goes and he stands behind this car. <laughs> I'm really going into like geeky detail. So he goes mm. and stands behind this car and he's, because at that point, they've already started shooting, but then he runs behind the car and he carries on shooting. Whilst they're halfway through this gunfight, there's a lift behind Harrison Ford. The doors open up, and it's this couple. Um, and this couple must be like in their 50s, 60s. And the husband immediately realizes what's going on because he's hearing all the gunshots, and he's like, and he's frantically pressing the doors. But the wife is like, no, whoa, whoa, whoa. So she puts her hand in because she hadn't taken it all in quickly enough and she's in a state of shock. So she's going, hey, hold up, that's my, that's our car. And he's going, and you've got Harrison Ford in the middle of this car and he's shouting, going, I don't give a shit. It's your car to get back in. And the husband's trying to pull the wife back in. So it's a quirky little thing wow. to throw into a scene, right? Anyway, yeah. it gets better. It gets better. So then eventually the door's closed. So the husband's like frantically trying to pull his wife back because he's realized what's happened. And um, anyway, eventually they, the gunfight ends. The guy that, he, that Harrison Ford's shooting at gets in his car and drives off. And Harrison Ford says, I know you, asshole. And he puts his gun back in. Or, or no, he doesn't put his gun. He's holding his gun. And he goes back to his dry cleaning to go and pick up his dry cleaning. And as he bends down to pick up his dry cleaning, he just, it just shows the, a shot of the dry cleaning and then spots of blood dropping onto ah. the plastic sheeting that's covered this dry cleaning. And it's only then when he realizes he's been shot. So again, wow. right? Another... It, like I say, I love the, the detail of that because yeah, all of a sudden it's like the adrenaline, he didn't know. He goes to pick yeah. up his dry cleaning. The realization suddenly hits him and it's the way he then goes, well, he doesn't say anything, but internally you can almost hear the monologue in his head going, oh, oh crap, I've been shot. Yeah. And then, and then the pain may be suddenly kicking in and you just see him mm. like gently lower himself to the ground. And, and I, I just... You describe a scene like that from any other film. I, I, yeah. The list of those goes on and on in that film. It, it's beautifully made. Peter Weir was the director. The music was done by uh, Maurice Jarre, who's the brother of Jean-Michel Jarre. Um, yeah. So it's got a brilliant music score. It's an incredible film. So well acted. Yeah. 
Oh, there you go. Sorry. No, no. This is, uh, this is exactly what I wanted. Like, I wanted. I'm really curious to, to see what gets you ticking as a as a person in terms of like the the story of the scenes. Um, it's, it's interesting, like um, because like we, we've grown up in a very different era of stuff in terms of like movies. And what was interesting was when I was looking at this, I was like, well, what's the famous scenes that I've seen, you know, the bits that I like, you know, whether it's comedy, you know, I like my comedy, my action films. I don't really kind of deviate too much. I'm not a big film buff. I don't, you know, I don't go for the quirky ones or things like that. Mm. Um, you know, and I think about the movies that, you know, my favorite, my personal favorite movies are not the highest rated, you know, Gladiator, The Matrix, um, like the, some of the Marvel stuff that's come out, some of the bits and pieces and what really kind of does does different bits. Um, you know, what was the shock factors as well that, you know, and, and, and around it. So, you know, the first time bullet time was shown when, oh, you know, Neo, yeah. where he goes, Trinity, help. Right. Yeah. And, and, he, and, he, and she, you know, what the hell was that? You move like they do. Um, <laughs> those types of things. Yeah, and that's amazing. Um, you know, and often it's the first, you know, the steps with from Rocky are always up there. Um, the are you not entertained from Gladiator? You know, I am your, you know, I am your father. You know, those types of bits from from Star Wars. Um, I uh, I've got I've got three. Right, this is a bit of a cheat. I've got three. Um, one because it sets up some stuff. Two because of how it was in the cinema, and three because it's. Uh, it's a monologue from a hero. <laughs> You'll understand why I've said monologue okay. from a hero, not from a villain. So the setups from stuff, I think um, the most mental kind of setup and proof that they'd got the comic book. So I'm a big comic book fan. I love the comic books. I read loads of Stan Lee, so Spider-Man, Iron Man, um, you know, uh, but also into DC's so Daredevil, Batman. I've read like the original Batman comics and things like that. Um, and it was it's at the end of the first Iron Man film when he comes back and he stands on the podium and he goes, I am Iron Man. And in that point, you kind of go, right, they actually know what they're talking about with the comic books because so much would have been to hide it or like because that's what people traditionally mm -hmm. think. But they went, no, we are doing comic book Iron Man. We are doing... Tony Stark at the beginning of his Iron Man saga when he was a playboy billionaire philanthropist as he puts it in the Avengers film. And that just that that quote I just think is brilliant. Nice. Um but then kind of what I think for me actually is the ending of when they started when they got things wrong, right? Before they got things wrong in the MCU. So I think like from that point, the first Iron Man to Endgame. And the scene from Endgame is when, uh, and I, I, you can break it down, like, again, spoilers and stuff like that, but, you know, these have been out for a while, um, is the fight sequence between um, Thor, Captain America, and Iron Man against Thanos. And now Iron Man is kind of out of the picture at this point. It's mainly Thor and Captain America. You know, they've been through the timeline already. They already know that it's been a disaster. So this is the second opportunity to get rid of Thanos before he does wipe out half the species. And it is the moment, right, where Thor has, you know, chucked the uh, Mjolnir, the hammer, at, at, at him. And it's on the ground and he's being pinned down now by um stormbreaker the axe and it's the point where 
um, Captain America picks up Mjolnir when he shows that he is worthy enough to hold the Thor title and therefore be the king of Asgard, which is what Mjolnir represents. And that that bit, like that slow motion, because they they tease it in uh, in um, uh, the second Avengers film, which I forget what's called off the top of my head. Um, oh, God, that's going to hurt me. Um, You're going to Google it. You'll be yeah, quicker than me. Avengers movie is Age of Ultron, that's it. Um, and just that slow motion picking up the hammer and kind of reaffirming the shield and things like that. Just that whole, I mean, even now it sends chill down my spine. What makes that for me is, as I, I think I said earlier, I was, I was at the midnight release for Avengers Endgame and I was in the cinema with like everybody that wanted and all of us were comic book fans. Like it's canon that he eventually does. There is a whole Captain America sequence where he does become Thor effectively shows that he's worthy. It's teased in Ultron where he kind of shifts it and, and there's a whole like funny scene around it. Right. And things like that. But when he does pick up that hammer, that whole, just there was cheering in the cinema. I've never had that like actual cheering in the cinema. <laughs> um, people standing up. It's just, no you know, way. That, um, yeah, honestly, Brilliant. the atmosphere just cannot beat that scene. And the final one, um, because it is my favorite film of all time. Um, Gladiator is my favorite film of all time. If I'm ever in a bad mood, I'll just go and watch Gladiator, right? Um, and it is when he goes like this. My name is Maximus Decimus Meridius, commander of the armies of the north, general of the Felix legions and loyal servant to the true emperor, Marcus Aurelius, father to a murdered son, husband to a murdered wife, and I will have my vengeance in this life or the next. And that just, and I'm... Gutted, my voice is completely shot. But that scene when he's talking to uh, um, it's actually played by Joaquin Phoenix at this time, a very young Joaquin Phoenix, um, and Max was played by Russell Crowe. Um, just that yeah. monologue is just above all. Um, so yeah, I just can't do that. Um, the other notable one I just wanted to mention is the uh, it's from a 1966 film actually. Um, it's a film called Bullet with Steve McQueen. Oh, oh. and the chase sequence when he's what? in he's a in film. the Mustang. Yes, and, and and he doesn't say anything at all. Nobody says anything for something like the, the entire 12 minutes. Yeah, um, and and I, I I've always said that I want a. Um, if I could have a classic car, it would be a 1966 Mustang Boss in green. Yes, yes. Do you know, I'm so glad you said that. So, and Steve McQueen did all of the driving himself in that film. Yeah. Which is also amazing. Um, and he helped. So he was the he was the actor and the stunt coordinator. And it is just the, the bit that whenever I watch that film, I love the film. Actually, it's a very, very good film. It's quite mm. dark. It's very well made. Good, yeah, yeah. really strong well storyline and very well acted. Um, but it's that bit where um, the guys in the in the um, I think is it a Dodge Charger? The black yeah, it's a Dodge, Dodge Charger. Char- yeah, it's a black it's a Dodge, Dodge Charger and a and a, and a It's actually I think it's a British racing green. It's that it like is, dark yeah. green. Yeah, it, dark. Um, yeah, it's a Ford it, and Slightly it's a Ford Mustang boss. Yeah, yeah, metallic British racing green, which is oh. ironic, but yeah, so good. Beautiful. And I love the bit where he suddenly realizes, shit, okay, the guy in the Dodge Charger, the bad guys, he realizes he's being tailed. 
Yeah. And I love the bit where he's like, right, we need to put our seatbelts on. So they just yeah. clip their seatbelts on. It's like, right, let's go. Let's do this. Yeah. Oh, and then you just got the amazing. soundtrack of two V8 American muscle cars going oh, up and down. Dom, I'm so happy you mentioned it. I, going yeah. through the streets of San Francisco. What an yes. iconic scene. What a brilliant film. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And that, that's also one of my favorite scenes of all time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, that's awesome. That. That's awesome. Right. Second poignant question. Uh, and apologies, oh. folks. I think my voice is slowly dying. I'm like, I'm having to. It's okay. Well, we haven't got that much more left to do. So, right. Um, best villain monologue. Oh. I had too many to choose from on this one, but yeah. Well, come on. You start now. You start first. So. Now. Uh, no, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Um, I think I, I, I just love that quote. I think mean, that's, that's a great you one. Expect I mean, me to talk? No, Mr. Yeah, Bond. I can't do Sean Connery at the moment. That's yeah, not going to happen. You expect me to talk? <laughs> no, Mr. Bond, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. You to die. <laughs> um, there's a couple of notable notable ones, I think. Um, so you've got Colonel Hans from Inglorious Bastards. I think that that whole scene oh, yeah. when he's talking, yeah, yeah. that's that's brilliant. Um, I think anything from Heath Ledger um, when he oh. plays the Joker, um, when he's talking about anarchy, oh. when he's talking about his childhood, um, there's a whole what, just monologue. When the gate crashed the party, when the gate yeah. crashed the party, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, like, the whole film is just the best villain monologue for the whole, the whole time. I think, isn't it? He, yeah, incredible. Great, it's great just film. incredible. Um, but actually, my favourite, um, or my, is there's two scenes which are my favourite, and they're from one's from my fav, one of my favourite movies, which is The Matrix, um, and the other one is actually a sequence from the second Matrix. They're both done by um, Agent Smith, who is played uh, by oh, Hugo uh, Weaving. Uh, yeah, Hugo Weaving, who also does V for Vendetta. He does. Um, uh, but yeah. There, there are two scenes. So the first one is in the, I think my second favorite, but it's in the matrix is when he's with Morpheus in the tower block and he's talking about humans and trying to define them. I tried to define yeah. you as a species. Yes. Like, and I've come to the conclusion that you're a virus and that <laughs> whole build up and stuff, I have to get out. And as he just kind of loses control as a little bit more. Yeah. Which I think then leads on to probably my favorite scene with him, which is when um, is in the second Matrix, when you first see Agent Smith freed. Um, and that is this like, uh, uh, like just so, how to, fr how to phrase it. Um, I call it the purpose scene um, where he's starts to chat about what defines us and i am a free man and things like that so oh. i'm no. No. by the way i could not <laughs> i mean it's actually these, it's a hear. better film it's a better film than people th give it credit for actually second matrix the second matrix i think um i think the thing that lets the second matrix down is that it ends on a cliffhanger And the first one doesn't okay. end on a cliffhanger, so it can be an no. independent movement. The second movie 
it didn't go too crazy with with like all the theories that the conspiracy theories and stuff like that but what it did do is it, it just introduced a set of characters that i just really i really enjoyed but then got rid of them for the sequel and you're a bit like well yeah that's that, that there is that but yeah. some of the scenes i mean i mean there's some scenes in that one the car the the motorbike chase scene on the highway the um the battle with the ghosts the um uh, what else? The first time he stops the bullets, uh, yeah. you know, those, you know, with the Maravinji and stuff yeah. like that. I think there's just so much, but yeah. Um, uh, like it's, it's, it's all, it's all of that, but yeah, it's all about when he talks about purpose and um, uh, purpose to define purpose that creates purpose, you know, stuff like that. We're all here because we are not free. Uh, and then it goes into probably the best action sequence of the second movie where he's fighting all of the, the agents yeah, yeah. up until about the last, like I'd say like third where it, you know, his powers, you know, Neo's powers start to sort of get too unrealistic. I liked, I liked the kind of a little bit grounded martial arts side of things. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but that, that is one of my all time uh, favorite scene. Um, uh, and, and you know, things like that. I'm just trying to get the quote up now. Um can I just uh, you know, say for anyone you... that hasn't watched The Matrix, you don't realise what a deep, deep film it is. I don't think people realise. They look at it and just I've spoken to people before and said I've never seen The Matrix, but I just it just put me off seeing all of the, you know, the martial arts and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, I'm not really into that. And you go, yeah. No, it's not what it's about. Yeah. So cool. what's the what's the what does he say? But as you well know, appearances can be de deceiving, which brings me back to the reason why we are here. We're not here because we're free. We're here because we're not free. There is no escaping reason, no denying purpose, because as we both know, without purpose, we would not exist. It's purpose that created us, purpose that connects us, purpose that pulls us, that guides us, that drives us. It is purpose that defines us, purpose that binds us. We are here because of you, Mr. Anderson. We are here to take from you what you try to take from us. Purpose. <laughs> and just that whole section. I love it. Brilliant. Absolutely yeah, brilliant. So. so yeah, those are my favorite kind of strong villain monologues. Strong. Very strong. So I've cheated on this one <laughs> because I've chosen two i had to really narrow it down there's one which i think is absolutely beautiful so and and villain in villain in inverted commas right for the first example the second scene i'm, I'm going to talk about is you've actually got the the good by the good guy and the bad guy together i think you're going to oh. know which scene it is right mm -hmm. so in the first one if i had to choose just one i loved the monologue that's given by Root Kahawa in uh, Blade Runner. Ah, uh -huh, yes. Right? Yes. So it's that bit where he's holding the dove mm. on the roof of that building and it's peeing it down with rain. Yeah, it's and absolutely lashing it down with rain. Lashing it down with rain. And, it, and, and it's the first time ever I've watched a film where I've gone from fearing a character because he is the bad guy in this. In fact, I mean, I say bad guy. He he's he's not even human. So you don't feel anything for him. 
mm. until that last scene, which is what makes that film so incredible and so beautiful. And it's a bit where he says, I've seen things you people wouldn't believe. Attack yeah. ships on fire off the shoulder of Orion. I've watched sea beams glitter in the dark near the Tannhauser Gate. All these moments will be lost in time. Like tears in rain. And then it's the last bit which not many people catch. He goes, time to die. And then you just see the dove fly off because at that point he's shut down. Yeah. And I mean, that gives me tingles just thinking about that scene. It's absolutely iconic. It's, a, it's the fact that somehow you've gone from being shit scared of this guy, this, he's, and like I say, he's not human, to then think you literally just are so emotionally invested and you, you think, oh my God. Actually, what makes us human then? What, mm. what, makes, what makes his life worth less than someone else. He's done and seen things which people could only dream about. Mm. So, so good. why doesn't that count? It's incredible. Um, and then the other scene, which I just love, I've watched it over and over and over again because you've got the two heavyweight actors of Hollywood, two of the greats. You've got Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and it's the cafe scene and Heat. Yes. <laughs> it's a six, oh. seven minute scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the banter between those two. So good. And the way they deliver it's the way they do it. So I've watched people try to recreate that scene on YouTube. So you just get like people that have gone and recorded themselves trying to redo mm. that scene. And they are so off the mark. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah. bless them, they try. If you were to take it in isolation, you go, that's pretty good acting. Yeah. That's not bad. But then you compare it to what Al Pacino and the original. Robert De Niro did, the OG, and you just go, oh, okay, okay. It's the facial expressions. It's the tempo, the delivery, the pauses. Ah, oh, just, you know, it, it's, it's acting that just at, at highest level, at the highest yeah. level, because it's such a simple thing. People go, it's just a cafe scene. I don't understand. Like, no, 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 no. It's these two coming together. It's everything that that goes behind that, which is it just it's it's there's a little bit of like the best way I can do it. Just a little bit of spice, just just in the yeah. air. It's just yeah. it's just present, right? And you can't replicate that. It's just no. spice is present, right? And it just oh yeah, and it and, and it's, it's, it's a bit because like, it's, it's yeah. Go on, Tom. Sorry, go on. I say it's because it's. I suppose a lot of the time, you know, I saw we've we've both you've picked monologues as well, but that. I think also has just a magic in terms of like, it's not obviously it's not monologue because it's two people, but that scene is just so good. Yeah, right? it's just oh. it's almost you know whether you want to put it in your best ever scenes or whether you want to put it in the best villain monologue section and the poignant questions. I think it just it kind of spans the two and. Yeah. I agree. Back. I agree. It could be it. You could choose that as a best scene. Nothing happens yeah. in it apart from they're just two people talking. But it's it's everything that, that behind it, the way that they did it, because it's also the realization of how similar they are mm. as well. Yeah. And actually they like one another. That's the other bit that when when you then get to the end of that film it makes it so tragic. Yeah. Because they both like one another. They've got similarities to, and they're talking mm. to one another. And you just think, Oh, what? It's almost like 
they realized that if it wasn't for the roles that they were playing, as in one of them is a thief and one of them is a policeman, they could actually end up being really good friends. Yeah. They would probably get on like a house on fire. They'd probably be very, very close. But it's really weird because one of them is a policeman. It's like, oh, well, I've got to do my job. And then Robert De Niro is like, well, that's fine. You, you've got to do what you've got to do. This is what I do. Mm. I'm a thief. I've got to get this money, right? I've got to do what I've got to do. And it's almost yeah, like, so oh, crap. We're both, we've got no choice now. Can't just, Al Pacino's like, crap, I like you. I don't want to, you know, well, I can't yeah. just walk away. And Robert De Niro is just Absolutely. doing the same. Brilliant. Love it. So good. So good. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to skip the next two poignant questions because they're sports related. Yeah. And I well, think, well, let's yeah. keep this movie related. We've, we've done so good with the movies today. Yeah, true. Uh, surgery and movies. What would you watch? What do you want? We keep bringing for you folks on the, on the podcast, hey, listen, everybody. It's not about, uh, listen, it's not about breadth. It's about depth this episode right we've we've yeah. gone deep diving into topics so it's fine we discussed it's pancakes good. earlier <laughs> yeah we were doing biscoff yeah biscoff so i mean snacks and movies go hand in hand don't they exactly exactly yeah. um well we will do these because we i've got some notes and we can use those notes at another point but uh yeah we'll do we'll do something different but we're going to do a rate this rate this blindly oh we'll yeah oh yeah i forgot about that <laughs> so, go for it so I've I've they've been a bit generic because I couldn't actually find an example of somebody who've done this done this one before, but uh, I think it's uh, I think it'd be quite good. So you're going to rate these blindly. Um, okay. So this is your personal opinion on these, and obviously yeah. you don't know what's coming up next. Yeah. So you have to kind of put it in a in a in a thing. So you've got uh, so first, and this is movie franchises. So uh, and it's out of five, all... is it? Yeah, so I'm going to yeah, give you five, right. and right. you've got to put them, like, which one yeah. you think is where you think it is. So, yeah. you know, last time we did um, we did chocolates, we did chocolate bars. So <laughs> I gave you Snickers first, and you put that as a five. Then a Mint Arrow, which you put as a four. Mini Eggs as a two. Bounty as a three. And then you got Mars Bar, which had to go in at number one. Yeah. Because I was holding so that first... spot open for a 12, by the way, just as a, yeah. like, as a recap. <laughs> well, I, a 12 or a flake, one of the two. Um, <laughs> So, uh, movie franchises. So, franchise number one, Lord, the Lord of the Rings franchise. I'm going to play it safe, and I'm going to go three. Three for Lord of the Rings. Okay. Uh, number two, the Toy Story franchise. Are you going to have a laugh? <laughs> oh, I wasn't expecting that, Dom. That's why I love this, because I just that was a, that's a proper curveball. Um, the last three are less of a curveball, I think, but they'll be interesting just to see. I'm going to go number four. Number four, okay. Because so they are very one... good. They're very clever. Yeah. You've got one, yeah. two, and five left. Uh, so the, the Bourne films. Five. The original... Th- Five. Okay. So the, with Matt Damon. No hesitation. Yeah. Five. Okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, and then you have so the, the fourth franchise, uh, the Mummy films, with um, oh. what's his name? Ah, <laughs> uh, Bre- Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser. That's it. Oh, <laughs> and what? you've got one and two left. 
Oh my god, you've gone so random with this. <laughs> I've gone so random with oh, this. Oh, yeah. flipping egg. Well, based on what I've got so far, I can only I can only work off what I've been given, so I'm going to have to go number two. Number two. So your this number one <laughs> movie oh, franchise <laughs> uh, goes oh, as god. Star Wars. Yeah, woohoo! Definitely. <laughs> so they take that. That worked out. So ne- I'll take that. So ne- so now you know all five. Lord of the Rings, Toy Story, the Bourne films, the Mummy films, and Star Wars. What would what would your actual order be as well? Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Toy Story, Mummy, Bourne. Oh, do you not rate the Bourne films with Matt Damon? I tell you why I struggled with those films. It was the way that they were filmed. It was the camera okay. work in the film that really annoyed me. Mm. Matt Damon's brilliant. His performance is fantastic. Yeah, he's amazing. But the the way they executed the films was just I thought was I thought it was sloppy. Interesting, because I think the camera work is deliberate. I love the way that they do it. Yeah, it's deliberate, but it's OTT for me. Interesting, because because you don't. Let's go back to a scene that you just. That you talked about earlier, and Speak it's the, the legend, car by the chase. Way. <laughs> oh, is she calling? No, she's just messaged because oh. obviously I said because obviously I, I was supposed to have messaged each day. So, oh, I hello, mum. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna reply to your text now. So, <laughs> podcast recording. <laughs> this is live. This is live. Live. Yeah. So my mum's just put. Are you there? I haven't heard from you yet. Yes, a live Bless. podcast recording. <laughs> oh. um, Sorry, I interrupted. No, 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 no. You've got to listen. To it. When the legend calls, <laughs> you must answer. Um, yeah, if you take something like Bullet, there was just straightforward camera work, and they they let the driving and the action do the talking. Whereas in Bourne films, it was like. Well, why do you have to do shaky, fast, mm. super close-up camera shots of, of people having fights? Yeah. Cause, cause, right? That's the bit that annoyed me, and that wound me up. Because actually what yeah. you're doing is you're masking what what Matt Damon's taken probably months and months to master, and all of that fantastic choreography you know, in the John Wick films, for example, you just see it there in all its glory. You yeah. know, when, when John Wick's fighting Donnie Yen, for example, in John Wick 4, and you're thinking, oh, my God, these guys yeah. are insane. And then you look up their ages and go, oh, my God, that's insane. insane. <laughs> Donnie Yen's like 60, I think, 61. It's Keanu oh, yeah, Reeves, like 58, 59. And you just go, 50s, yeah. yeah, you go, what the hell? So... All of that choreography speaks for itself. You've seen the film Nobody with, um, oh, what's the main actor's name? He was, in, uh, he was in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. He's the, he was the lawyer, wasn't he? Oh, what um, do you mean? Oh, oh flipping out. I keep forgetting his name. I can picture his face. Um, uh, Bob Odekirk. Bob Odenkirk. No. Yeah, Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. That's the one. So he spent, I think it was a total of eight months working out, going through a training 
regime because he went from like basically he's like i don't do any exercise I, I don't know anything about fighting i don't i don't do any of that and he worked with chad Zaleski who did the um who did all the choreography for the matrix and john wick and they worked together for like eight months and then they came up with that fight scene in the bus <laughs> yeah and again right you just let all of that play out and enjoy it for what it is why why did they go in? for me they just ruined it in the born movies and tried to make it too glitzy it was ott and it's a real shame i think see and this is why i i liked like the born films is probably one of my favorite and the reason being is because the confused Sorry. camera work the confused <laughs> right. camera work and the confusion like because there's a lot of confusion in the plot kind of mirrors the cat matt damon's character yeah so it, okay. i mean like i mean it's each to their own right it's, uh, i get that one of my no favorites. i get that i get that that interesting but I, I i like i like the blindly rate i'm going to try and get more of the blindly rates oh in. i love that uh, i think it's fantastic. i'm going to try and i'm going to get i'm going to get uh just just to pre-warn i'm going to get uh five ready for next time <laughs> four, four ready four ready for nice. next episode. nice so, i love it yeah, we'll go from there it's the fact that you throw such curveballs in you did the same with the chocolate as well that's what i love because then it's like oh yeah. flipping a what I've already taken that yeah. spot. Now yeah. what do I do? Yeah, yeah, I love it. Sometimes it's like, do I just be true to my heart and just go, yeah, that's one of my favourite ones and I'll risk it? Or do I play it safe and then eventually, you know, play it too safe and then suddenly I have to put a rubbish one right yeah, at the top? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. Right. We've got two last, well, two, yeah, we've got two last things. Um, so we've got some movie reviews. Um, if if uh, I've had time, but I don't know if Jerry, I you'd had time to do your I research. did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So I'm do you want prepped. to go first or do you want to go second? I'll go first. Yeah. Um, so overall. Uh, Scott Pilgrim versus the word, by the way. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> probably helps if I because I'm reading it and I'm like, yeah, no one could read my mind. So yeah, Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, and do you want me to start with summary level and then break it down or, or do it the you other way? You start however you want to do it. So summary level, and I'm really, really sorry, Dom. You're going to hate me because especially off the back of what I said about Bourne. <laughs> it's I not really, everyone's cup of tea. I really didn't like it. There were aspects oh, okay. of it that I really did like. So actually, I thought it was very well acted. I loved the I cast. Got stacked cast stacked cast amazing yeah. cast brie larson chris evans oh, brilliant loads absolutely brilliant um i i loved the quirkiness of it in the way that it was executed because it's like whoa and they they did more than just the like the video game element mm. of it there were other things like when they were swearing and they had the the <laughs> Yeah, that's the scene with Audrey Hepburn, isn't it? How are you doing that thing with your mouth? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's really, really well. It's a very well-made film. It's a very, very mm. well-made film. But um, I ended up just not warming to... I didn't really get into the the film as much as I thought I would. So it's I quite like, a teenage quite, angst film, I think. It It is which I don't mind. I don't mm. mind that. But I, I just, there was a depth to it that I, I thought was missing. And I was, I was like, no, I can't, 
So I got to the end of it and I was like, okay, really well-made film, brilliant cast, well-executed. I thought it was great. Um, it just didn't hit the mark for me. I'm sorry. No, I don't apologize. I, I, the, the thing I think I, I like about Scott, like Scott, I like Scott Program versus the world purely because it came out at the right time for me, right? It came out when I was about that, you know, I'm about the same age as Michael Sierra who plays Scott Pilgrim. So, you know, it come out at the right sort of age and there's a, right. like, there's a lot like it's, it's just, for me, it's, it's the ages of the characters are about the age that I am. I was when it came out. So it's a, it's probably more of a nostalgia hit, which is why I say, watch this. What do you think? And I'm, I'm glad mm. that somebody agrees with me in terms of the visuals. I love all the video game references, you know, when, yeah, you, know genius. you know, when they get punched and there's like the high score or the biff and the bam, yeah. it's like, it's got a bit of that Batman feel to it from like, the, even the, the intro, the 64 bit universal. Yes. Yes. Genius. That's genius. Mm. Yeah. Really well made. Yeah, and and I think um, and 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 I, and I just you know I just love the film just from a, like pure aesthetic level I think as well as a nostalgia level. But no, I, I think that I think that's fair to sort of say on in terms of like things to kind of do uh, and bits and pieces like that. Um, I should have probably come up with a few more questions, but I didn't have as many questions. That's so okay. It's all right. <laughs> um, so the film that uh, that Jerry asked me to watch was the game. Ah, lol, everyone lost the game. <laughs> <laughs> My fault. It's gonna annoy it. It's gonna annoy everybody. Um I I loved it. I thought it was great. Really? Like uh yeah, oh. I really enjoyed it. Really oh enjoyed God, it. Dog. Um the what I liked specifically about it, so I'm not normally a good, a big thriller fan because it wasn't mm. like it wasn't full action adventure. There's a lot of thrill bits. Oh, no, and there were a few slow bits. paced. Quite slow paced, isn't it? Well, no, this is the thing, right? So uh, I would say that thrillers nowadays on horror films, they're too slow paced and they just try to build up nervous energy. Whereas actually enough happened in the film that I never was kind of like doing that. And, And even the sequence, so when he got like, when he gets all the photos taken, so there's a few spoilers in this. Oh, yeah. When he g- goes up to the hotel room and he finds all the photos with Christine um, or whatever her name was, because I couldn't remember what her name was at the end of it because she kept changing names. But that's the point of the film. Um, when he finds all those photos and the cocaine in the bathroom and he, and he gets rid of it, um, and I was like, oh, I know what's going to happen next. He's put them all in his briefcase. Someone's going to discover his briefcase or he's going to go and accuse people of doing things. Those scenes are normally quite cringy when they, you know, mm. the, the the point is to embarrass the character, and I don't like those types of scenes. I find them, like, especially when they're used for comedy. But they were they were long enough that you got the a good sense of like, oh wow, but short enough that they didn't drag out that you're like, I I feel unwell. Mm. Um, what I also loved is um, <clears throat> because it was like because it's like an act it's acting within an uh, within a film like they're portraying actions so like or the bit that i found quite interesting was as a per as the person like the character michael douglas plays dud did everything that i would have done if i'd got myself into that situation i would have gone to the police and gone what the heck is going on like that's that's the beauty of it like it got to this like he was doing the right things and was still stuck in the game there wasn't so many things where you're like oh if you just done like you know 
like like movie cliches where they just do a thing because it's a movie. There wasn't much of that, which yeah. is, I really loved. Like it was, no, he's doing the right things and he's still being screwed over. You know, when <laughs> yeah. Christine, you know, when she drugs him slightly later in the film and then he wakes up in Mexico, which was really weird. And I loved the little throwback. I got drugged in Mexico and all I got was this stupid t-shirt yeah. <laughs> at the end. That was great. I mean, so it, I, I didn't, what I often become frustrated with thrillers is where on horror films is you think if you made the logical decision, you wouldn't have been put in this situation, but he made all the logical decisions. Yeah. And, and so don't get me wrong. There's a few, there's a few flaws like, um, uh, like, um, I wasn't too keen on like, there was a bit like, let's get in the lift when the power's out. That was a bit weird, but then yeah. they got the keys out and I kind of then understood it. Um, and there were a few silly coincidences that kind of happened that you'd be like, oh, I can stretch a little bit, but they weren't, yeah. they weren't too many, you know, it's not like, this isn't like top 10, but it was a really enjoyable film. I really enjoyed it last night. Oh, wow. Um, Good. Um, and there's little things that stuck out, like uh, the Baskin Robbins truck just made me laugh when he's walking back in. Is it uh, San Francisco that he gets? He needs to get back to. Um, God, you like I've forgotten that bit. I've actually yeah, it must be it's San something. San okay. Um, and there was a little bit of like the the, the thing that was just that made me is. Like, cause it was, cause I said it was like acting within acting. Hmm. So you just, you didn't know, like you didn't know who was good or who was bad. Yeah. And because I went into it with no clue, like what's going on. I was like, is he actually in danger, but he's commissioned a game. <laughs> and which meant I didn't have like that fear response that he was actually in danger. Like there were times I was like, no, no, he'll be fine. So even when the taxi crashes into the, into the, um, uh, into the river and he gets out and, and, and throw back to like the windy, whiny, wipers yeah, yeah. Um, and i think so the two things i will i did definitely take away michael douglas absolutely brilliant performance <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> fantastic performance like so good um the way he like loses his mind at times and then he's quite about just michael douglas is acting just fantastic um i still uh so that's um, the the only thing that i think is i still don't quite get why the game right that's probably the bit that just you know i know it's for his birthday and and but i didn't get why i wasn't sure why you'd put somebody through that and he just kind of accepts it at the end does a little bit like okay okay I, I can kind of get that i think we you know at this point you're at the two hour mark so i can kind of understand it but yeah it was probably just the why is probably the only bit that's a bit kind of brushed under the carpet so the the why I love, it's the bit at the end, I'm with you, where you just go, well, would you accept it? Yeah. Would you go through all of that, just come out the other side and react the way that he did? I'm not yeah. so sure. But I would I have been like, you lot are fucking mental. Yeah, what have so, you done yeah, to me? What the hell? And I'm, by the way, I'm suing you. I'm suing all your asses, yeah. you know, or whatever. Yeah. But I, I love the why because it's just he has everything. And his yeah. life was just that, it was in that kind of, You've got everything. You don't need anything. You go through this routine. This is your life. And I want to mix it up. I want to show you. I want you to actually live rather mm. than you just doing what you're doing, which is like having his TV dinner and everything was just like routine. So it jolted him out of that. 
And his brother was just like, right, I'm going to give you a life-changing experience, right? So what's the point of me getting you a new car or a watch or a, you don't need any of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I love that. But yeah, that, that's the only bit of the film that I struggled with is at the end where you, you kind of go. It kind of, oh, he just accepts it. He just accepts it. He's not angry or shocked or hurt by any of it or just like trying to take it in and go hang about. No, no I'm not happy about <laughs> I'm not happy about everything yeah. that I've just been put through. And yeah, it's, so it's yeah, a bit yeah. cliched at the end, but it's a great, yeah. yeah. It's a great film. Great film. Really oh, enjoyed good. it. Really I'm glad you enjoyed that, it. So. I'm glad you enjoyed it. That's, That's good. That's brilliant. And my movie nice. education has enhanced. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Last section, Jerry. What is it? Celebrity call out corner. Um, Go for it, my friend. Well, do you, is there anyone in particular you want to call out? No, not this. I haven't had time to think. <laughs> Just, well, I haven't had time to think either, which is why I did a flippery. Well, in that case, then, do you know what I will say? Cause, yeah, go on. Um, we, we were looking this up. If you've got nobody, I, have, I think it should be Michael Douglas. Oh, fantastic. What a performance on that. And also, he's, you know, he's been part of the MCU. He's done loads of other bits and pieces. And I just think it would be a like, yeah. I think he'd just be a right gentleman to have on the podcast and be interesting to discuss. And yeah. he's got that gravelly voice, so that will uh, that will <laughs> create the opposite of <laughs> my squeak. Oh, that's a good shout, Dom. Definitely, yeah. So, okay, so anyone who knows Michael Douglas directly <laughs> or indirectly or knows the agent of Michael Douglas directly or indirectly, please get in touch. We'd love to have you on the show. Yeah. Uh, Married to Catherine Zeta-Jones for a very long time, despite yeah, her age time. difference. We, yeah. we we discussed that on earlier this week. What is the age difference, actually? Oh, he's like, he's 70. We, we looked this up. He's 72, but and Catherine Zeta-Jones, I think, is 49, which would be three, 33 years? No, 23 years. 23 years. This is quite a lot. Wow. But yes. Hmm. Right. Right. Have we come to the end of the podcast? I think we have. So tell me, Jerry, what are your final thoughts? Final thoughts? Which I also <laughs> haven't had a chance to think about. Um, well, nothing poignant in terms of final thoughts. All I'm going to say is I'm just grateful for the fact that your operation was a success and you're okay. I'm just going to literally just going to leave it at that and just say, you know, you've got to be, you've got to be grateful for the small things. I'm grateful for... Um, the health and well-being of the people in my life that that make a difference, and and uh, and you're one of them. Thank you. Very the others, much. the others, you know, you know who you are, uh, Dom. I'm saying mm. this to you straight away. You you know, um, straight off the bat, you're here. You're in front of me. Um, I'm just relieved yeah, and I'm glad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just glad that everything went well. Okay, got to be thankful yeah. for that. So, yeah. Yeah, and and I, and I said a lot of the, about stuff that hasn't quite gone to plan, but actually I've got to be thankful. Like, yeah, my voice is completely ridiculous, and I've got bruises, but I, I'm hoping for some long term gains. So, yeah, I think yeah. Um, I think on my final thoughts, Jerry, I think this has been this has been a good podcast. Like, I know you were worried about whether we should do it, but and okay, my voice sounds ridiculous. It's not painful, by no, the way. it's all right. Um, no, but right. I think I needed this a week after my surgery just to kind of kick us back into gear. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, might be a bit shorter. I think we might just hit the two-hour mark, depending on how much we need to cut from the beginning and the end. But um, 
it's uh but it, it so it's a little bit shorter um not as short as i thought it was going to be at one point no i thought it was going to be about an hour hour and a half yeah <laughs> yeah um so yeah i think what we'll say folks is thank you very much for watching thank you very much for listening we we appreciate all the comments um and and bits and pieces uh just just generally it's been it's been fantastic um i will use this time to say you know jerry you've been amazing during this last week checking up on me but there's so many other people that have just done the same and you all know who you are um in fact um like just the amount of almost overwhelming messages i got like Mm. especially like the couple of days later from different people um just like tell us how you're doing and things like that. Um, I think I was the only one that underestimated how the surgery was going to go. So. Yeah, I think you're right there. <laughs> if if stuff goes to plan over the next couple of weeks, we've got a corker coming up. I'm very much looking forward to it. So um, yeah, and, uh, and, and we'll go from there. So thank you very much for watching. Thank you very much for listening and we'll catch you on the next one. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Dom. Take care.